Mahmoud, welcome to the Commerce Talks podcast in a very, very, very hot uh, Siemens conference, uh, topic-wise and temperature-wise, I would say. Um, so uh, we are talking today about like the travel industry and your um, online travel marketplace, as I understand it. Can you please introduce yourself and uh, Vigo? So, yeah, first of all, Thank you, Alex, for having me in this uh, in this podcast. Just uh, you know, a great uh, opportunity. Uh, my name is Mamoun Hamedan. I'm the chief business officer of uh, of Wego, which is an online travel marketplace um, who basically actively covering the GCC, Middle East, North Africa regions, India and Pakistan, and the Southeast Asia markets. Um, the business model is quite simple. So we're 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 one a one stop shop uh, for travelers to shop an entire marketplace offering, um, uh, be it flights or hotels, um, where basically we connect with all the airlines and all the online travel agencies or anybody who's basically selling that airfare or that uh, hotel stay, and uh, we allow consumers to shop and compare, and then once they decide, we hand them over to the partner where they complete the transaction. Or they can buy from us directly, where we have our our own merchandise within within the marketplace uh, positioning. And and uh, is it fair to say that is that this is like the local version of like a Booking.com, or is it like a too too much of a shortcut? No, the Booking.com is one of our online travel agencies partners. So we do work with them and ah. with with the likes of Agoda and Expedia and all the all the big names that you hear of. Um, our Our very similar business set, I would say, uh, globally would be Skyscanner, Trivago, ah. Uh, ah, okay. uh, Google, uh, Google Flights, Google Hotels, uh, are basically uh, uh, the, 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 the companies who are doing pretty much what we do. But you're focusing on much more than doing flights, right? So we do flights and accommodation at the same time. So we do flights and hotels. Okay, okay. Yeah, but I'm using Skyscanner from time to time to find out, like, what is the cheapest flight from, let's say, I want to leave Riyadh today, regardless where to go. Uh, show me the flight uh, with the cheapest fare. And you can go, I don't know, for $100 uh, dollars to Damam, for True. example. So, so if, 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 you are, if you are based out of Europe, then Skyscanner would be would be a product to use. If you are based in this part of the world, then Wego is, is your product. So this is how... Can you explain how the data is uh, like connected? As some of the listeners might might know Google Flights, uh, for example. And it, is it kind of public data you can pull from somewhere? Or is it like data you have to, you have to create uh, yourself, especially if you're saying this is kind of a localized thing? Um, no, it's mostly... It's an API connectivity. Uh, happening directly with the with the online travel agencies or with the with the airlines. Basically, we we create um, we create a machine basically with with the, with the, an XML extension or basically an, an API uh, that we can connect with the system of the of the airline or the travel agency or the hotel chain. And basically, every time a consumer uh, run a search for a flight or hotel. Our API does an over, um, you know, thousands, thousands of calls, as we call it, to all the partners. And we get responses uh, from their APIs with the airfare or the... So uh, if, I, if I were to search, let's say, uh, um, uh, a travel um, or journey um, here in, uh, in Saudi, and I, if I'm using Booking.com, then Booking.com would use your service to, no. to do the search? No. 
if if you are using booking.com then you're using booking.com booking.com would be connected to you know to hotels yeah. whether directly or throughout some wholesalers yeah um if you are coming to wego then we will be calling booking.com and you know and the code and al musafir and every other player plus we will be calling the hotel chains directly and we'll be calling the the wholesalers similar to the other otas and we'll give you the entire marketplace anybody who's there selling uh, this hotel room is going to be listed from the cheapest to the to the most expensive and um, you will be able to compare basically and then choose which one you want so this is how it works so it's it's not the one direction towards we go only as a merchant it's it's we go as a merchant plus all the other active online travel agencies plus the product owner be it the airline or the hotel and, but your customers then the one who travels or is it a b2b play no it's the one who travels so it's a purely b2c player but i'm explaining to you the b the b2b side of it where basically where do we get the the Okay, and and I understand the regional part because most likely it's a very different. So you have to talk to I don't know uh, Saudi Airlines, Ethiopian Airlines, whatever. Maybe you are sure. like better in communicating with them in Arabic sure. <laughs> instead of sure. instead of the others are trying to do it out of Amsterdam, for example. Uh, same for the hotels. Um, and then I know there's a couple of uh, hotels that, for example, they don't want to work with uh, the booking engines, not just booking.com, no booking engine. They want to have the customers calling directly. Uh, or there are hotels that uh, they're always uh, booked out, therefore don't want to have like extra bookings. Um, is this also a case here? So can it be that an airline says, like Ryanair, for example, we have so cheap fares, we don't want to have an engine in between uh, because we want to protect our prices? Um, yeah, it's, it's it's a global practice. So basically, every airline, every hotel chain, every hotel uh, owner wants the business to come directly to them. The problem is scalability of that, right? The user acquisition, reaching the customers. Where we actually come as a as a very uh, preferred, I would say, way and tool for them because we come at the lower funnel. So, um, you know, as as an affiliate, as a marketing tool. Consumers come to us because they know us. They like to shop the marketplace using our service. They trust us. Maybe they have a profile with us extra. But then, you know, we send pretty much an almost uh, close to transact lead versus any other marketing channel to the hotel chains the, or the airline. And the, the transaction still happening on their own website. Mm -hmm. So it is it is a better uh, a better way compared to a normal uh, to a normal you know competitor who's basically taking the entire booking by by themselves from the lens of the so you sent uh, the uh the, you sent the customer to the hotel chain's yes. website then yep. and there's so kind we, of an affiliate code in like in this transaction so you're getting like and your percentages on, on the deal correct correct okay so this is how it works so basically we, we are an affiliate game we are a marketing tool basically where um, so I'm, and and eventually I'm getting then also the invoice from the hotel or for, and yeah, from yeah. the airline. I'm not getting a WeGo invoice. So you're gonna get it from the from the airline or the hotel or the travel agency mm. you booked with. You know, Booking.com, El Musafir here or anybody else. Um, you know, you will the the one you transact with is gonna be the the seller, not WeGo. And if you transact with WeGo, then it's gonna be WeGo. Okay, but then uh, I, I see like in the in the preparation sheet, uh, where I saw a statement: WeGo sends flight and hotel booking referrals worth of 1.5 billion US dollar. 
and those 1.5 billion they don't come out of nothing i guess so you you must do like your own um uh, marketing campaigns you must like you must make uh, vigo popular to the end consumer so you are like somehow competing obviously with hotel chains and for just for like um just for like awareness so there must be like a margin good enough in this business so you can afford this kind of marketing investments well, very very good question actually yes i mean from a competition landscape yes we are all competitors partners yet competitors at the same time we are all trying to get the consumer to deal with us directly yeah. before anyone else um when when it comes to wego specifically or the marketplace proposition or what we call it meta search um the beauty of it is the you know the rewarding side from the consumers to such a platform the comparison game the saving uh, the saving factor that people get to feel when they use a product like us when we came to the region uh, in 2013 10 years ago we we did lots of marketing obviously we did lots of awareness uh, we launched our mobile app it was the first mobile app uh, uh, that give a full travel marketplace for flights and hotels uh, comparison and bookings uh, in arabic uh, with all the local yeah. with all the, all the local currencies um, that helped us having a great traction at that point of time um, you know after that because of the success we met because of the drivers the social media the activities the branding activities we've done we reached to a stage where we've got around uh, 50 plus million app downloads in the gcc only So it's a very sizable user base. We have around seven to eight million active users every month coming and using us. And in GCC only. In GCC only. And so that's every month. That that's almost everybody who travels, I guess. Well, not really, but yeah, I mean. Yeah, but like it's fifty million here in in GCC. It's like fifty million people, right? No, fifty million app downloads. Uh, but you some have people have like two phones probably. So it's hard to say. But we have seven million. to 8 million active users every month so there are 7 million people who are yeah, using yeah but, yeah but but there's there's like 50 million people living in the region i just try to do the breakdown and then when i uh, when 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 i slightly more Uh, I'd say uh, that was like said in other podcasts. So let's say let's let's calculate with fifty million. Call it fifty million. Yeah, like call it fifty yeah. million. Then uh, then if I think about okay, how many of those will like travel on a yearly basis? So everybody's like traveling at least once. I would say. Minimum then you have once. some business business travelers. True. Then like seven to eight million active searches every month. Yeah. But but doesn't mean that, active transaction, right? Yeah, I know, I know, so. I know. But like everybody somehow. So you're. The market share must be really good. Yeah, we're quite sizable here in the in the oh, region. I mean, we yeah. uh, we represent pretty much uh, most of the online marketplace out there yeah. for for this part of the world. Yeah, and that uh, that I forget in my calculation, not everybody is searching online, right? There's still like an off there's like an uh, offline travel agency business still. Yeah, big one. So so online is still around I'd say forty percent of the total travel business. So you have a lot. Uh, but people here like to shop, like to discover, like to come and see what options do they have, where do they go, what hotels do they go to. Uh, we have people who come to our content site as well within the application to read, to understand, to learn more about uh, destinations. We work a lot with destination uh, tourism offices. Um, you know, all the tourism boards around the world. We pretty much work with them, trying to educate consumers from here about their destination, the product they offer, and uh, you know, create reasons for them to go and travel and discover the place. So, so there are multiple reasons as well for people to come and use us, uh, beside the actual fact of searching and transacting and buying a hotel or a, or a flight uh, ticket. No, oh, okay, and. Uh 
is Google then one of your main competitors here in the region? Is Google the main search engine here? So Google is the biggest, obviously, uh, worldwide. Um, travel, I would say, it's relatively new, uh, relatively new for this part of the world. Uh, are they a competitor, competitor partner, as everyone else? Uh, uh, yeah, I know it's hard to differentiate in your in, exactly. In, in your are business. they the largest today? Uh, I think so. I think so. Uh, from 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 an actual volume perspective, definitely. What what is the travel behavior here in this region? So we are now in in, in Saudi in, in Riyadh. Uh, I understand they just opened like for tourism travel travel since a couple of years. The religious sure. travel is here like uh, since decades because of Mecca. That's it. Uh, it's mainly around like Mecca. But is it is like the travel behavior here can I compare it with like European travel behaviors? Are people going out for vacations to? Thailand, India, I don't know, Australia, like uh, twice a year, or how does it work here? So big, big difference to to from a trends perspective to and behavior to to Europe or you know the Western markets in general. Um, over here, a it's a very last minute market, so people tend to book, search and plan and book within two weeks window. Uh, Why is that? Just, just, a, just a habit, you know. The My culture. wife forces me like to book one year in advance. If I'm not booking like the Easter holiday vacation, she uh, she's saying, really nagging me. Yeah. Over, over here, it's very last minute. Okay, um, it's um, it's mostly uh, families, so big groups, uh, families and friends traveling together. So average booking value is quite high usually. Uh, lead time is short. Uh, they're they're very much into the discovery side of things. They very social media driven market, I would say. Um, if they learn about a new destination that uh, they've never been to or that they didn't uh, they didn't know much about, uh, they would be one of the first to go and jump and try. Um, they are, you know, people from this part of the world are travelers by nature, right? Because they used historically to travel because like, if you like would ask like a european or like let's take the german traveler so if he were into like uh, egypt uh, every year for summer vacation there's no other vacation for him like it's 20 years egypt if it's mallorca it's like 20 years uh, mallorca it's like uh it's yeah uh, it's different here very different we we have some i would say famous static sort of destinations right they, okay they go what is the mallorca of saudi uh london oh yeah so <laughs> yeah. that's a good quote for the podcast. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> you will see a lot and a lot of repeat visitation okay. to the UK generally. Uh, Switzerland's another destination that uh, you see a lot of repeat. Uh, Malaysia, uh, yeah. Turkey. Uh, there are a few destinations that's been kind of famous and static. Egypt is one of the biggest ones. Yeah. But uh, there are so many emerging and new destinations coming into the mix as well. Uh, the likes of Azerbaijan, Georgia, uh, the Eastern European countries in general that's kind of came in the radar in the past few years. Um, and as I said earlier, people from this part of the world are happy to go and try and they like to try the, the local taste of things. So Airbnb and any alternative accommodation was kind of, a, you know, a great tool, a great solution for them to discover, especially that they travel in groups and families. Um, they They like to go and discover versus you know, other markets. So instead of having a pre-planned package, you know, with like a proper schedule and all of that, they're more they're more with the behavior of I get in there and then I see what I can do. Right. I'll do a bit of preparation before, but I wanna I wanna they still have the the habit to go to the front desk at the hotel and say, okay, 
what's the best here? What can I do? Where should I go? You know, uh, they're, 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 they're a big fan of um, local taste, local experience, local food, local music, anything to do with the local authenticity uh, kind of grab their attention. Hmm, okay. How do you grow uh, here in this market? Because it sounds like your market share is so, so big already. So you, do, you, do you need to focus like on other markets outside of the core GGC region? So we, ha we have a sizable business in India and Pakistan and Southeast Asia, uh, where we started, basically. But When did you start? 2005. Ah, okay. Business so it's almost 20 years old. Mm -hmm. Started in Singapore. Uh, very focused on Southeast Asia market until... until well, you know, a globalization sort of exercise happened, the company where we started, you know, translating the website at that time into multiple languages. That happened late 2011. And then Arabic organically started to see, to, saw, uh, to, to show us some tractions. And that sort of grabbed the attention at that time of coming and taking this market here more seriously. And then we came 2012 just to, you know, to try to understand the market. 2013 is where the business was launched. Um, how did we grow? M multiple things, right? I think first mover advantage uh, played a big role with that. The localization played a big role of that. So we offered the entire experience in Arabic, which was a big, big plus, especially in a market like Saudi. Um, we came at the time where smartphones were kind of evolving at that time, moving into bigger screens, faster, uh, we, we found out that we are enjoying one of the highest penetration, one of the biggest and fastest bandwidths in the world, in this part of the world. So uh, many people had smartphones. Most, most people have two, three devices sometimes. Uh, they spend lots of time on it. Uh, social media was on the rise. Uh, Facebook, Twitter, where really gave us a nice uh, platform to demonstrate and uh, showcase the product and you know drive, uh, drive consumers to try us out. Uh, lots of local partnerships. So we partner straight away with all the local airlines, the Saudi here, the Emirates in, and Etihad in UAE, Oman Air, extra, extra. Uh, all the players globally and locally who are interested in coming into and discovering that market at that point in time uh, came and became a partner, the likes of Wingle.com and many others. So I think that that all together came at the right time. Um, we were very, very product focused, very tech focused. So we were the first, I think, uh, the travel player who adopted the progressive web app design. Uh, so we went away from, you know, responsive mobile uh, website into a progressive web app gives you, you know, giving consumers a very fast, very uh, seamless experience. Um, we, we revamped our apps completely around 2015, relaunched it in the region here with all the local payment solutions, with all the local payment options, because it varies from market to another uh, in the region with all the local currencies. We, we invested a lot on a local customer service uh, because we discovered that as much as we try to explain the model and put disclaimers saying like, okay, we're not transacting with us, transacting with our partners, people still want someone from WeGo where the whole transaction started to to accommodate them and help them out. And therefore we put uh, we put a big investment into building a, a full stack customer service uh, in Cairo, uh, operating 24 hours, uh, toll free. And then we started adding chats, adding emails, adding whatever 
happening, including WhatsApp at the moment. Can and you, any, any do, you, do you charge the customer for it or the hotel or the airline when there's like a request on like a travel from a customer? Because when the contract uh, is directly with the airline, uh, who is paying for the chat? So basically, we don't charge the consumers. Uh, we we don't charge we, we don't charge the customers. We we don't see it as the right way to do to do this. But we do uh, we do have different commercials agreements with the with the partners, where basically we can apply some sort of uh, you know charges in case of a certain number of uh, of complaints received in a given month or a situation that we are we are facing with them. Okay, I, I got it. And how did you how, how did you um, experience Corona? Because like for a travel agency and a travel agency or travel businesses before in the podcast, but this was before Corona. So uh, and I guess like uh, here was also a lockdown, lockdown, and most of the sure. regions of the world was a lockdown. So how was it from a perspective of a of a business uh, related to the travel? Well, it was very bad. I must say, you know, like we we witnessed weeks and months of literally uh, zero revenue. Mm-hmm. Um, so wasn't wasn't a great experience. Was too emotional at the beginning. I must say, you know, seeing all the you know all the growth kind of gone, all the you know dashboards, uh, you know, with with negative uh, uh, you know uh, di- uh, uh, signals. But I think what we did well is we made some good decisions in place. Number one, that we we decided to keep the company together and maintain the team. So we didn't go into a layoff How exercise. How big is the team? Uh, nearly 300 people. So we we all had a pay cut. Uh, we all decided to navigate this together. Um, we followed the rules in the countries where we operate. So we went home where we had to go home for yeah. a lockdown. We came back to office when we were allowed to come back to office. We worked remotely. We enabled ourselves all the tools. Um, uh, the board was very supportive from that perspective as well. Um, and we decided to actually, in the absence of the actual travel, to go and do multiple things. A, we revisited our entire product roadmap, um, and we put all the, you know, all the stakeholders together to fast track building many, many products. And we we managed to really get multiple things that normally would take way longer uh, uh, done and built within the Corona time. We came out with a new uh, business solution uh, to keep the consumers um, engaged. We put together a business model called ShopCash, where basically it's a cash rewards platform uh, for any e-commerce transaction people do with any of the uh, you know big e-commerce you can you can name uh, globally or locally. So we partnered with all the likes of Amazon and Noon in this part of the world and uh, many others. We put them into a platform we call it ShopCash. It's a website and application separate one. And we reach out to our users who know we go very well, interact with WeGo over the time, do have the trust, and we introduce the product to them. And uh, basically it works on a reverse affiliate model. So, um, you know, we, we, we reward people for their usual routine purchases from those e-commerce players. We create a virtual wallet for them where we take uh, we take big chunk of of the commission we make for the for the referral and we put it back in that wallet for consumers whether to reuse it again or they can buy uh, flights and hotels tickets when they when when travel is back that was the theory during COVID uh, or they can claim the cash and we simply transfer it back to, to their bank account 
And that was that was kind of a, a great way to keep the consumers engaged, keep the users, you know, aware of what we're doing, uh, keep the team busy, and became business unit by itself uh, right now, which is kind of becoming the the loyalty umbrella of uh, of Wheel. Nice. So, Marwan, good afternoon, everyone. Marwan, you you are actually like I'm a user of the app, and you are definitely leading when it comes to the whole AI transformation. Um, you used AI way before anyone else in Seamless, way before any retailer, you know, kind of mentioned. And I believe that you guys were definitely experimenting before AI was a hype, you know, globally. So can you tell us some learnings, you know, that you embraced during that transformational journey and, and what is, what are you currently working on when the whole world is trying to invest in AI? Sure. So, um... Yeah, for, for us, we like to say always that we are we are a tech company, happen to be in travel, so we're we're tech at the core. Uh, hmm. We this uh, I've heard before from many companies. All the fashion companies saying the same. We are a tech company, happen to be in fashion. Yeah, it's true. But actually, it's, you know, yeah. it's uh, you know, it's it's all about how how you can create a product that yeah. serves you know a critical mass of users at the same time with the minimum number of failures you can yeah. you can expect. Yeah. Right, so. Tech is the main leader for the yeah. for the entire for the entire business basically. Um, AI is is an area that we heard many people talking about. We all spoke about it to be honest, but we didn't really have a proper uh, roadmap towards uh, implementing AI tools within within the the search uh, travel search experience altogether. But with the technology evolved evolvement happening at the moment and where you know uh, the most of the chat gpt and the api's capabilities that can give you and many many other uh, platforms that are trying to help the case now we're actually uh, working uh, uh, in a very great way um, you know on adding many many features into the business now utilizing some of the ai's um, we took some of the key engineers within the team we created a center for for this where basically we told them okay stop doing whatever you're doing just focus on the on the features we want to utilize ai and build the idea in um, in summary is the following we would like to go from the static you know typing uh, sort of uh, travel search into more voice uh, enabled uh, multilingual voice enabled uh, search we want to we want to enable users to, you know, basically use us to plan their trip rather than actually just, you know, show them options for flight and hotel and 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 the booking solution for it or a provider to book with. We want to go more into, okay, you know, where can I go? We have that data all stored in our blogs, in our content. Uh, but can, can you give you more like... Um a more specific example on this. So today I'm going to your website and say, I want to fly from uh, Riyadh to Hamburg. So give me like the best option exactly. tomorrow. So okay. price, time, so give you price, connections, uh, stopovers. Yeah, so, so instead of going and making your filters, which we can we can enable you with today, we would like to have it more around the recommendation sort of, you know, uh, behavior recommendation. So, so I would say, okay, I'd like to go from Riyadh to Hamburg uh, with a business class flight cheaper than uh, 2,000 euro and with uh, seats that you can uh, put in the flat mode instead of like the... No, no, I don't, I know, and then correct me if I'm, if I'll step in, you know, maybe as a user, what they mean is like, you come here, you know, like you as European, you don't have issues of passport, okay? In this part of the world, 90% of users, they can't go from 
Korea to Hamburg tomorrow, right? So for them, it's not a concern of going tomorrow. They actually say, I am Indian passport holder. I want to go on holiday for 2,000 euros. Where can I go? Like, yeah. where should I check? Half this of the would be a request. Yeah. Very true. So, so one ah, of the one of the very successful. That's not my problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, and you are minority. Just to emphasize, you and me minority to those passports. <laughs> very true. So, in this part of the world, one of the very successful features we have on the on the app today is exactly what Lena just uh, just mentioned. Um, we have a place where you can put your passport, and where do you live? Because it varies as well. Um, and then. And then we give you places that you can go to uh, without a visa or visa on arrival or kind of a seamless sort of an easy visa process versus some of the other places. This can be completely empowered and giving more accurate, faster solution utilizing AI, for example. Um, now to your, to your question, yes, we also want AI to help with that. Uh, maybe not with the, to deliver the seed at this point of time, but basically, yeah, okay, I want to travel tomorrow, uh, you know, Kind of building a personal assistant, you know, uh, AI empowered tool. No, I know, I know, the, you, you know, if you're product. like a frequent business traveler, then you have the people like are looking into like uh, I know Lena knows one uh, into like what kind of airplane is flying, what has the best like seat distance, uh, what has the best like uh, features, and and you know people spending on um, what's the name SeatGuru dot com was information yeah. so I'm I'm finding myself sometimes, and then uh, you 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 end up with very very. Um, with very uh, uh, rare, rare choices, like uh, where you don't have any filters, but this kind of information you can only add with AI. You cannot add like no. another five thousand filters, and the whole no. system would broke down. No, but we uh, we we can we can create a much more accurate and much more faster, uh, yeah. you know, and much more much more tailor made for a consumer versus the other consumer. So personalization is a, is a great challenge that every e commerce face all the time. Uh, being being a travel marketplace is one of the hardest uh, points to address because frequency of usage is low. I mean, the highest uh, frequency of use for an app like us by a consumer to travel is going to be four or five times a year between business and personal trips. So we're not a food order uh, or a taxi or a ride, uh, uh, you know, booking uh, uh, platform. Therefore, we we know. As much as we know about the consumer, we know little compared to the others. So we're trying, we're trying to create more tools that basically give us more information uh, by having that sort of dialogue with the, with the consumer and creating a better profile that we'll no, we know that you prefer staying in this hotel um, chain versus the other. You're more a city hotel rather than you know, uh, you know, a resort kind of a person. We know when you travel business versus, you know, we have all of this data today and we utilize it in one way or another. But I think AI will give us a big advantage when it comes to that. We're also adding a lot of AI enabled tools within our customer service uh, at the moment. So lots of, uh, lots of, uh, uh, you know, bilingual or multilingual sort of uh, AI enabled tools that, to the customer service, especially in the chat front. Um, we have our customer service in Egypt, uh, where we are comfortable enough with the Arabic side of things. Uh, we face challenges with other with other languages. Um, you know, we think that there are tools, and we are already browsing, integrating some of those that will basically help us having a much more uh, machine uh, translated text 
so we allow our users to still reply, uh, sorry, our, our, our agents to still reply in Arabic where they are comfortable, but we make sure that there is a, you know, a tool in between that will give as fluent as possible English or French or German or any language uh, sort of experience. So this is another area where we are utilizing and focusing a lot uh, on at the moment. So maybe before I just run back into the auditorium, uh, I think Mamoube, it would be interesting if you tell our listeners more about the culture difference here on the travel. So what I mean, we don't have a, in the UAE, CKSA or any other you know GCC country, we don't have a concept of uh, bank holidays which are planned in advance. Okay, so bank holidays get here gets announced. Two days before, four days before, let you know. Announced from who? Like it's by like the government. Spontaneous bank holidays? Yeah, no, yeah. Like they look at the moon. So they look at the moon and my moon can tell you more from the travel. But uh, there are the committees that look to the moon and they say, okay, tomorrow the government is shut for four days. It's a bank holiday. Public sector needs to give five days. Private sector three ba days. Based on what? Because the moon is so nice, or what no, is no, like just the... a, it's a, it's a religious, religi related to religion. But this is not planable. No. So you know, imagine so like their provider. So they're like you might be thinking, okay, oh, how are they winning over a sky scanner, right? But these guys actually understand these sort of uniqueness to the market and as i say like you know that maybe before i run away you can tell more about it because that is very unique that's very interesting and and their searches can go from you know i don't know a thousand a second to like a ten thousand a second True. and you know they have to be ready for in terms of infrastructure they have to be ready in terms of hotel availability travel flights and, i've never heard about the, exactly. the spontaneous bank holidays yeah and this is like only in Saudi or it's like... No, no, across GCC. Oh, across GCC. Any Muslim, you know, Muslim... And you, don't, you don't have like fixed like 10 no. bank holidays. No. Here's so like the foundation of the country. Here's so like King's birthday no. stuff. No? no. So you know... you know, eh? no, Okay, I, uh, I leave you to it. You know, I just yeah. wanted to make sure that you right, tell good, about good it. Good point. You know, because you will definitely apply AI into it. Thank you, Mo. Thank you, Lina. Thank you. Thanks, Lina. Yeah. So, see, over here, you know few holidays. Um like school holidays, summer breaks, spring breaks, those are preset and you will know exactly from what time until what time. What, what varies here is basically the Eid holidays, right? So after Ramadan break, um, so you get a Ramadan of one month uh, based on the, on the uh, moon uh, movement. And therefore you don't know exactly when that Eid holiday is gonna happen, right? It might be tomorrow, or it might be the day after tomorrow. And you wait until the night before to tell you, okay, tomorrow is the end of Ramadan and the Eid, big celebration, or tomorrow is still Ramadan and day after tomorrow is gonna be Eid. And that varies a lot around the weekends as well and how people, because you really take like two days, three days of those. And then you, you, you combine that with the weekend and then you have like a good one week or 10 days or nine days, holiday, whatever. So that's kind of happened frequently around this part of the world, which makes it more a last minute decision. Um, and yes, very true actually, we see, we see a very unusual spike sometimes. For, for example, a month or you know, a couple of months ago, we suddenly, we saw a big spike in all the markets. But like, we're like, okay, what's going on? You know, what's happening? So I called someone living over there. I said, oh, guys, you know, we know it's in the middle of the season, it's summer where basically everybody travels, all of that. But what happened yesterday? I mean, yesterday was an exceptional. He said yesterday was the 
the the the high school grades announcements. Well, so what does that mean? He said. So yesterday, people who had uh, you know had children at the year twelve at the you know uh, baccalaureate basically uh, had uh, have seen their children results uh, yesterday. Therefore, many families actually were postponing their travel until they know what happened with their with their children. Do they have any extra exams to take over summer or they need to, you know, it's a done deal for them. Do they need to do anything? Uh -huh. to, you know, so everything was parked pretty much until that moment. The moment it was announced, everybody was like, okay, congrats, good time to celebrate. Let's book our travel. So many of these kind of, uh, you know, unusual sort of seasonal trends happen in this part of the world versus, you know, a very static sort of mature uh, preset sort of markets like what you see in Europe. When you're going in this like a kind of AI direction and uh, now you're covering like hotels and uh, and flights, isn't it like very tempting to go into like every travel related uh, uh, like transportation device, for example, like buses, trains? I, it's not a big thing yet here, but it will come. Uh, how do you get from the airport to the hotel with a taxi and try to tap into all like API, uh, uh, API powered layer? So we, we, we added train, for example, for the India market as a, yeah. as a service. And yeah, I can tell you that the traction is amazing. Uh, we're, also, we're also adding bus uh, service at the moment uh, for, for the market in India. Um, do we want? Yes, we do. Uh, we want to be, we wanna be uh, you know, a full-fledged uh, travel uh, super app or marketplace uh, that basically answer every question and help travelers with everything they they want to do. Um, we're very famous with the pre-trip, as we call it now. So anything to do before you travel, we would like to be with the with the customer during the trip and post-trip. So during the trip, basically, as you said, you know, car hire, buses, transportations, trains, whatever we can do. And also post-trip, building, you know, a strong review system uh, in place and have a proper you know, uh, uh, learnings from it and apply it into much more machine sort of uh, enabled uh, tools uh, to, again, towards the personalization exercise, which we are obsessed about. So, yes, we are, we have those plans, uh, but, you know, like any other uh, company, you know, you have always big plans, but you need time, efforts, uh, you know, resources and money to be able to accomplish all of them. But yeah, that's that's always on the radar. And like that's like one other vector where you can verticalize. You can uh, you might be able to see very very um, lucrative uh, areas. Uh, a spike in hotel search. I don't know in um, in a lo location near Neum, where you see okay, there's like a lot of there's, there's a strong search, but uh, the offers are not so not so big. Maybe we can sell this kind of data to hotel group providers. No, but that's uh, something we do already. I okay. mean, yeah, so definitely we are, as I said earlier, that, that, that we have a very, very sizable media business uh, that we have multiple uh, players uh, buying our banner space and some of our uh, retargeting capabilities extra. But we also work a lot with the tourism offices uh, around the world, uh, where basically we give them tons of data around 
around points yeah. like what you said, you know, behaviors, uh, trends, uh, places people are looking at, some reviews we hear, some reviews we receive, and all we pass it by to our partners that, uh, you know, ministers, ministries of, of tourism or uh, national tourism offices, basically they utilize that and put it into the plans to address many of these things. So this is, this is an area that we utilize very well since a few years. Super nice. So when we meet again here next year in Riyadh, next Seamless, uh, what will be the state of Vigo then? Uh, I think by then we will be we will be done with many of those AI projects. So we will have a different product experience, hopefully by then, uh, that we can so talk So it's not going to be optional. It will be like part of a core product. It's not like it, they have like the standard search and then AI-powered search. It's no, no, it's going like... to be... It's gonna, you will always have a way to go back to the standard if you prefer to. But yeah, the default, I think, will be more more tailor-made. Uh, I wish by next year, uh, same time next year here, we talk more about user profiling and how how did we do and yeah. how we what did we achieve with that? Because also it's another area where we are obsessed. And the last thing I think I would, you know, I have to commit to, to talk about next, uh, next podcast next year is the loyalty program, uh, which comes along with the user profiling, comes along with the shop cash business model, all of those together. Very cool. Mahmoud, thank you for being here in the podcast. 